Welcome to Growth Mindset University. I'm your host, Jordan Paris, and this show is all about learning the lessons we should have learned in school but did not, so that we can succeed in the progressive new age of business and life we find ourselves in today. Each episode will feature a brand new lesson, and now it's time for today's lesson. So put your thinking cap on, because school is now in session. When I first started this podcast, I had no clue what I was doing, and it showed. This podcast was terrible in the beginning, so much so that when people tell me today that they listen to early episodes, I cringe because it was just that bad. But along the way, of course, I figured things out and started growing as I was going. But I wish I knew these things in the beginning. I could have saved so much time, money, and just sheer embarrassment. Now I'm solving for all of the unknown variables of podcasting for you with my brand new course, How to Become a Rockstar Podcaster. Oh, and by the way, it's completely free. In the course, I give away every single one of my secrets from marketing to building a business around your podcast and monetizing your podcast without ads. I put a ton of effort into this course over the past few months, and it is extremely professional. And this is something that people around me said I should be selling for 400 bucks, but I said, no, I am giving this away for free. I couldn't think of something better to share with you. So for free access to my new course, How to Become a Rockstar Podcaster, you can go to jordanparis.com forward slash course. That's jordanparis.com forward slash course for free access to my brand new course, How to Become a Rockstar Podcaster. I look forward to seeing you in the course. Let's build a business around your podcast. I am extremely grateful that you are here with me today on Growth Mindset University. Just want to let you know that two times per week, we have interviews with the best of the best. New York Times bestselling authors, billionaires, the like, the most successful people in the world, people like Mark Manson, Naveen Jain, James Altucher, so many more. And I don't want you to miss these interviews. So go ahead and subscribe to this podcast, Growth Mindset University, wherever you are listening right now. One of my favorite things is when you reach out to our guests that we have on the show. So for example, if you enjoy today's guest, please reach out to them. Tell them that you enjoyed today's episode. Send them that token of gratitude. Like, look, I heard John Jordan's show and it was so good. This really impacted me. If you do this with every guest, you're going to start building a world-class network in record time. This is how I built my network. So this is just another way I'm looking to give back to you here. Just give you this little tip. So reach out to our guest today. And now without further ado, please enjoy the show. My guest today is Robert Glazer. We call him Bob. Bob is the founder and CEO of the Global Performance Marketing Agency, Acceleration Partners. A serial entrepreneur, Bob has a passion for helping individuals and organizations build their capacity to elevate. Under his leadership, Acceleration Partners has received numerous industry and company culture awards, including Glassdoor's Employees Choice Awards two years in a row, Ad Age's Best Places to Work, Entrepreneur's Top Company Culture two years in a row, 
Great place to work and Fortune's best small and medium workplaces three years in a row and Boston Globe's top workplaces two years in a row. Lots of awards there, lots of consistency. Wow. Bob was also named to Glassdoor's list of top CEOs of small and medium companies in the U.S., ranking number two. A regular columnist for Forbes, Inc., and Entrepreneur, Bob's writing reaches over 5 million people across the globe each year who resonate with his topics, which range from performance marketing and entrepreneurship to company culture, capacity building, hiring, and leadership. Bob shares his ideas and insights via Friday Forward, a extremely popular weekly newsletter that reaches over 100,000 individuals and business leaders across 50-plus countries. He is the host of the new podcast that I just listened to, Elevate with Robert Glazer. I think you'll enjoy that. Check it out wherever podcasts are, everywhere, where Bob sits down with leaders, thinkers, and authors to discuss personal growth and helping others live their best lives. Bob is also the author of the international best-selling book, Performance Partnerships. And now, Elevate, Push Beyond Your Limits and Unlock Success in Yourself and Others, which is coming out on October 1st. And actually, the book will be out when this episode is out. So you can get that book on Amazon. Elevate by Robert Glazer is on Amazon. Outside of work, Bob can likely be found skiing, cycling, reading, traveling, spending quality time with his family, or overseeing some sort of home renovation project. Bob, welcome to the show. Thanks, Jordan. I got to start sending people the short bio. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you have to, I mean, it's hard though, because I, I even go through uh, people's bios and I cut stuff out and I change things accordingly, uh, however I want. I mean, it's my show and it's still all obviously factually relevant, but this one I was, it's like, it's, it's hard to cut things out. Like they're all great pieces, man. You've done a lot of things. Uh, I've tried. I've tried. So, uh, <laughs> thank you. But uh, yeah, no, no one likes to listen to to, to long stories about themselves. <laughs> I feel that. Uh, so, Friday Forward is very popular. I've been a subscriber to it since we've had this booked, which is what I don't know, three, four months almost. So, where's the inspiration uh, for that coming from, Bob? Well, it started as an email. Well, I should. It's been back. So about five years ago, I went to a pretty intensive leadership program that was pretty transformative for me. And one of the the key things that came out of that was really changing a morning routine, um, starting with a more kind of proactive routine in the morning, some reading, writing, thinking, reading something positive. They gave us, and, and we practiced that when we were there. And I really got into it, read Hal Alrod's Miracle Morning and was was on board. The, the, the morning positive reading stuff, the chicken soup for the soul, wasn't kind of doing it for me. So actually like had some articles I had found or some interesting things. And I decided to try this thing on Friday. We had time where about 40 people were a fully remote team. And and I just emailed this note called, called Friday inspiration, uh, sent it to the team, kept sending them every week. Then kind of, you know, added a quote, a story. It wasn't really about our business. It was about getting better improvement. And I honestly didn't think anyone was reading them. And then I'd start getting notes back saying, you know, I really love these. I shared it with my husband or with my dad, or I sent it to my uh, my friend and he shared it. And I was at a conference, an uh, entrepreneurs organization conference with some friends who are our CEOs. And I, and, and I told them, I said, you know, I started doing this. I like doing it. It's like a good way to like lift people up, give them some ideas. And 
And people really like seem to like it and they're writing me back. And a couple of them said, oh, well, send me what you're sending and maybe I'll do one. And so one actually started one and then the other couple of people started sending it and they started forwarding it to their companies. Um, at this point, it was like a BCC, but I decided that if they liked it, I'd add, uh, I'd add a couple more people and, um, and then I made it so people could sign up and it just started to spread and people were forwarding it to their companies every week and posting it in Slack or on the intranets. And, um, you know, I, I put it as plain text as I could in a newsletter system because I wanted to make it look like the same email, but I created a website with the old ones because people were asking me where the one from four weeks ago was and I had to go find the, the email and, um, someone wrote, someone got one of them and wrote a column in ink about it. And and then it really just started to take off. And it's still, it's still crazy for me. Like tomorrow's is actually sending right now because it's uh Friday uh, in Asia. And if I pull up the system in the map and see people opening it, you know, all over the world is, is, is still pretty cool. And I, I hear from anywhere from about, you know, 50 to 75 people uh, each week um, write me back with some comment or note or thought about it. And shared a lot of things with a stranger that I not didn't think anyone would share. So it was completely on accident. You didn't set out for a world domination with this newsletter? <laughs> no. And, and, you know, when people always uh, ask me, and, you know, everyone's looking for a hack these days, you know, around stuff. And, 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 and you know, James Clear's written about this, the sort of compounding effect in the 1%. But, you know, I just, four years, every Friday, put something valuable out there to other people. And, you know, it's probably like two years and eight months into it when it hits that, hits that hockey stick. And I don't think I'm writing anything better than I was three years ago. Uh, in fact, you know, a lot of musicians have their best, best, best hits uh, early on, but there's just a lot more people that are, that are getting it. So now you have uh, LinkedIn's giving you their newsletter feature, which only I think a very small number of, of people have. And I, Gosh, I see those come out and it's yeah. like those get ridiculous amounts of uh like, <laughs> you, might, like you must have seen the LinkedIn one last week. That one yeah, that one blew I up. I mean, I've seen it <laughs> maybe a couple of weeks in a row with like 10,000 yeah. likes on a on a newsletter. I I don't it's crazy, man. Yeah, I, I, everyone people are asking me about it. It's funny people notice it and and, and there's no I just try to write good stuff that I think will resonate with people. And, you know, look, titles matter a lot in, in writing. I think I, I learned that from my columns, you know, a lot of the, the AB test titles. And so I've learned and, and things that evoke comments and, and, and discussions. But yeah, I've been, I've been surprised. Um, I think the first one back in December, uh, I had posted the, the, this one right at Christmas week about, um, uh, uh, you know, stop, stop saying when people ask you how you are, stop saying you're busy. And I've done an update and an adaptation to that. And I look back the next day and there was like 300,000 people had looked at it and shared it. I don't just, it just struck a chord. So I, after enough of these now, I have a good sense for, you know, what it is that I think resonates with people yet. Yeah, but, but the, the thing what LinkedIn's trying to do is let people build communities. And as your community gets bigger and more people get it, it becomes a nice, um, self-fulfilling prophecy but yeah the linkedin one last last week was was it was five things not to do on linkedin and so it was it was a little meta for, for linkedin oh. but it had it yeah there was like i think 2500 comments wow so why this book elevate 
Yeah, I didn't actually set out to write this book. I I set out to write a book about kind of the story of Friday Ford and 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 to write a compilation because I felt like a lot of people hadn't even seen some of the older ones and the best ideas. Um, and, and I met an agent and he sort of challenged me that, well, first he said, people don't buy compilations, uh, aren't interested in them as in books. And he sort of challenged me to come up with a story of it. And, and as I went back and thought about what is it about these messages that are making people write me that I don't know and tell me that they're making changes in their lives and doing these things and, and, and looked at our company. Why, why did they resonate with people, the company and what was our strategy for, for building leaders? I sort of, it sort of illuminated this, this pattern of, of capacity building and that these things fell under, um, these four elements. These were the same themes. And when I looked at all these high achievers and all these things on self-improvement, like these, I just kept talking to people and these four themes just came in, they had different names and different concepts, but I went back and forth and really realized that, you know, how, how they were connected and that, uh, you know, people that seem to achieve at a really high level ha- have built their capacity to a high level across these four elements of um, spiritual, intellectual, physical, and emotional capacity. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, it was basically the blueprint that I had used to kind of elevate myself and what we were using as a leadership strategy in our company, this is, these are the things that we worked on with our employees. Not like, how do you get better at your job? But if we can help you get better across all of these dimensions, you will really elevate as a person and we'll get a, a, a productive employee that grows with our business. And, you know, you'll be a better husband, spouse, otherwise. I mean, I think people are the same at work. It's not like you, you know, go home and you are super organized and um, a good budgeter and you come to work and you can't budget and you're not organized. So, that, that, that was really our strategy uh, at Acceleration Partners to elevate people. And, and I thought what I saw with the Friday forwards were, were el- helping to elevate people by working across these dimensions. So how can we get better, increase our capacity, build our capacity in, in these areas? What are they? They're spiritual, emotional, what are the other? Spiritual, uh, emotional, physical, physical, and intellectual. Okay. Yeah. How do we yeah, increase so, that? So, let me start with the analogy of physical, because I think, first of all, when we see someone, you know, let, 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 let's say I have my little lowly podcast and you have your, you know, award winning, fast growing podcast. I'm like, what, what does Jordan have, you know, that I don't have? And, and a lot of times I'm comparing what you're doing or your achievement to myself and feeling like you have some advantage that I don't have. When if I dug into what you do and how you do it, and I can learn a lot of you from your bookshelf behind you, you know, I would find that you've actually just become a more elevated version of yourself and are living to a higher level of potential. I, I can do that stuff. Um, and motivation is great. And Friday Ford has a, a dose of motivation, but you also need to, to then do it. So I, the word capacity implies that you can increase your ability in all of these areas. And, and we understand physical capacity, right? You, you go to the gym and you lift that weight every other day for three months. And at the end of three months, you'll lift that weight and you can lift more weight and you can lift it easier. It is actually that same process with other areas. So spiritual is like, what do you value and what do you want most? If you don't know what you want most and what you value, it's really hard to make good decisions about where and how you spend your time and what you want your goals to be. And I think there are a lot of people out there that are actually really good at the intellectual, physical, and emotional, and they're crushing stuff that really doesn't matter to them. <laughs> and so they, they, they get to these goals and these external definitions of success, and they feel fundamentally unfulfilled because it's not 
actually serving anything for them. So the people who I have met who can articulate their core values, can identify them, can tell you their core purpose, like they are very resolute in how and where they're spending their time. So that that's spiritual. Intellectual to me is like the ability to upgrade your operating system. So it's how you it's how you transfer those goals in uh, those values into goals, short and long term goals. Your routine, your discipline, your ability to learn, get smarter. You know, if you upgrade a processor and it can do something faster and easier, it's not about doing more. If 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 you don't know how to manage money and you keep making money mistakes, and then you read five books and you stop making those mistakes, right? It actually was less energy to to make the mistakes. So this is about people who are constantly getting better, getting feedback, improving. Physicals, you know what it sounds like. I think you don't see a lot of high performers who don't take care of their their, their physical health, right? What they're eating, their stress levels, their sleep, you know, all this stuff. If you're in, if you're in good physical and mental health, that either acts as an accelerant or an anchor kind of on your, on your professional development. And, and you just told me, you're not even saying right now, you're being a little bit humble that uh, you just got back from a run very like within the past few minutes, right? Like just before you got on here, you were running. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. How often do you do that, Robert? I mean, I try to do something every day because I've noticed, right? The days when I don't do it, I am a little, you know, when you run or you exercise or you do something, it releases, uh, you know, there's dopamine and cortisol and one stress hormone. And, and, and I, I can tell I feel better. So I can I cannot do it, but I know on the days I not do it, then I'll probably oh, I'll be a little more stressed, and then you know have an extra cup of coffee. And this is where the stuff spirals out of control. And then I, I, just the last one's emotional. So for me, emotional is how how you react to external things, the world around you, events that you don't control, other people, and your relationships. Um, it has a lot to do with your relationship with the with the external world. Emotional is intriguing to me because. In 2019, we're more triggered yeah. than ever, right? Uh, Mark Manson was on here talking about that with his book, Everything Is You Know what Uh I don't like to, I don't know, sometimes Bleep, I- Bleep, bleeps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes I- uh, You want to be on PG-13. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but but like some, some of my episodes are explicit, but I don't do it if I don't have to. But yeah. anyway, uh, you know, he's on here talking with his book. It's just like- you know, people are, yes, like people are more triggered than ever. It's like, oh, there's too much ketchup on my burger. I I demand a refund. And like people are so angry. Like they're losing their crap over the smallest, silliest things. How how do you uh, manage that? Especially as someone, someone who I would consider a busy and important person. It's easy to feel entitled and talk bad to the customer service rep or what have you or the cashier right how do you how do you manage that and uh and and tr- and, and not feel so triggered and entitled <laughs> yeah you know the best example I, I i like giving of emotional capacity and this is this is again why we all only have 24 hours in a day right we all have seven days in a week so you and I have an altercation at, at 9 a.m. in the morning or we have a difficult conversation. So maybe it's in professional, we have a difficult conversation or we pass each other and, you know, you give me the finger in the car and we have a traffic thing. <laughs> I, go, I go to work five minutes later and I'm like done with it, you know, and I, I go about my day and whatever. And you are stewing all day and you are angry about this guy, the kind of traffic thing with it. So now you've ruined your entire day. And, and I was... That incident was done for me five minutes later. That is a fundamental difference in emotional capacity and our ability to learn to handle that. 
Another barometer for me of people with emotional capacity is the weather. So there are people who look at the weather all day, look at weather apps. They're going to go on vacation. They lament that it's going to rain. Like you don't control the weather. Like I don't. I don't care what the weather is. Like, <laughs> it's going to rain. I'm going to get wet. It's going to be sunny. I'm going to do that. I'm going to go inside. Like, I don't stress about the weather. Like, now these are things you actually have to work on. You know, these are things where if you have, this is part of your relationships. If you have a bunch of negative people around you all day long, and for a lot of people, unfortunately, that comes from friends and family, and they're complaining about the weather and complain, it, it brings you down to their level. If you're, but if you're the smart, you know, if you're in the room where you're not, if you're, you know, change rooms, if you're not the smartest guy in the room, if you're the smartest guy in the room, change rooms. If you're in a room with people who are kind of, you know, have elevated their thinking, are, are calm, are grateful, all that stuff, you you will start to behave that way. So these, the, that interaction before actually, you know, it crosses a little bit in, in intellectual capacity. Let's go back to that business example. So we need to have a difficult performance conversation in the morning, right? If I don't know how to have those conversations, it's going to be very hard for me to get through that. I'm going to lose sleep the night before. I've got no experience doing it. But again, if I operate my software, if I read Kim Scott's Radical Candor book, if I listen to two podcasts, if I get a bunch of these frameworks on how to have difficult conversations, suddenly, like what I used to spend hours of fear and whatever, whatever, I just do in 10 minutes. And and after it's done, it's done. And, and you know, that those are actually, that's no different than that weightlifting. It's just, it, it's mental weightlifting. But yeah. We, yeah. Spiritual and emotional weight training, so to say. But gosh, so you're saying then too, it would only make sense that with, uh, with the level of reach that you have and the amount of engagement you get on your posts and articles and Friday forwards, what have you, that I haven't gone through your comments, but you have to have math. Math just says you you have to have some negative, very negative comments uh, and people that disagree in a very rude way. Uh, I mean, I get it all the time. Yeah. Right. Uh, and, and I'm, and I don't get as much engagement as you do. So how do you deal with it? You deal with, with it the same way. That stuff doesn't bother you, Bob. I, I well, it's, it's interesting. So that's a really good point. So I, I've learned to not have it bother me. I've learned, I made the critical mistake last week of engaging with someone, <laughs> right? which, I, which I never do because I always think I'm going to rationalize with someone who is very irrational and then I get just pulled down into it. So I, I, I've pulled that, I pulled out of that. But, but this is interesting, right? So I, I, I've learned to sort of tune that out. I can't even respond to all. Of them. I'll look at them. I'll respond to a couple. But I've learned to kind of, if you're sitting on LinkedIn all day long, I'm not. Remember, my articles may have a point of view on things you should do on LinkedIn or how you should leave your job. I'm not writing. Jordan Paris is a bleep hole because I would expect you to respond to that, right? Right. But the way that some people respond to these comments is like I called their kid ugly when I don't even know them. And and so if, if that is how they are using their energy in the world, if they are going around on LinkedIn and writing diatribe comments and bringing all their bad, th- these people are not accomplishing anything in life. I can virtually guarantee that anyone that you and I know are successful are not going around LinkedIn and posting negative comments to articles all day. I can't think of anything more detrimental to your health than posting. I actually like, unless someone insults me personally, I never post a negative comment. Like I I just don't see what good comes of that. That puts me in a negative mindset. Exactly. I had the most, uh, it was a couple of days ago, it was the most 
I, I've had a lot of them. Most negative, most hateful, horrible comment I've ever had. And I try to like, I, I try to erase it out of my head and skip over it and, and right. And like, you know, when people ask me like, what was it? I was like, I like, I don't even try to remember. I'm like, I just, yeah, like I just try to erase it from my head. I, it was really bad. <laughs> and, uh, I go, but I did go to his profile. Like I was bothered a couple hours later. Like I went three hours later, I went to his profile and looked at all of his activity and here he is hating on yeah, always, people, people that have been that. on my podcast. Like, yeah. and I'm like, what is wrong? Like, wow, this guy. Need, and then I watched a video that he put up that had zero likes, zero comments. And it was like weird. I'm like, this guy needs help. So right. to your point, <laughs> that's I, I, do, I do that a lot. People on LinkedIn don't realize you can just go look at their last 10 comments in their activity. And so I'm like, does this person just literally, and you know, what's great when it says like looking for a job in their profile, looking for a new career, and the person's going around and just posting negative stuff everywhere. I'm like, this is someone I'd really love to hire. But that is a per- <laughs> perfect example of how you use your energy, right? And that 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 person is, I, yeah, that is, it. it's so hard not to engage, but I've, I've yeah, I've, I've learned to try to just disengage from it. And recently you see too, have you seen what's going on with Jay Shetty? Have you seen that? I have not seen so that. So he's getting a lot of flack from stealing people's content, essentially not giving them credit, like a lot. You should just, you should look it up. But it's all started with this one like kind of internet celebrity that also has a couple hundred thousand followers in a blue check that kind of called him out in this video and has continued to call him out of her uh, very recently in a couple of different posts. And she's like, it, she's going about it in a really immature, like five-year-old way. And it's just like, ew. <laughs> and, and, and while she may be right, there's a lot of people now like in the comments of her posts, like what this is just st- stupid. Like, why do you care? Like, wh- what is your motive here? You have a finite amount of energy in the day. I, you, I would never I, do yeah. that. Yeah. Why, why would I? Like, Rob, Bob, I don't care if you, <laughs> like, if you, if you pulled off some Bernie Madoff crap, like you know, some something to that level. I don't even like. I wouldn't go. I don't even care. I like. I just move on, man. <laughs> like, I don't. I wouldn't go post about it. Like, I don't care. No, I. You know, I actually. It was tough for me. I had to take my own medicine. I mean, this person was ranting about stuff and said I digitally altered records because I took a screenshot to show them that whatever they said was not true. And then I just decided there just is no point in engaging anymore. Like this, they're just dragging me down. So I. I, I just. I disengage and they'll go on to their next victim. Yeah. It's like, what are you going to do? You're going to, you know, by, by engaging brute force with brute force, you're going to convince them. What do, yeah. what do you get? Or, or even with rat, like you're not going to convince them no matter but, what. But imagine if this is the person you hang out with. Imagine if that's your sister, if that's your mother, if that's your coworker, right? I mean, this stuff takes a toll on you. And, and um, I don't know the guy you, you probably might not have had on your podcast. I have him coming up. He is extraordinary. Uh, Don DePande. But he, he, he talks about um, energy vampires and energy management. And here's a monk kind of telling you or convert, saying, look, what you have to do with these people who are just, if you feel worse after you spend time with someone, they're an energy vampire. And what you need to do is, I, and what was really helpful was how he positioned this. And I have pruned a lot of relationships in my life in the last five years that has really helped me. 
But you don't need this burn bridging go out with a, you know, flame. I don't need to be oh Jordan, you know, bleep you. And when I, I just need to stop calling you and stop making plans with you. And I, if I see you at a party, I say hi and I shake hands or whatever. But I just, I just stop giving you my energy and I stop making plans. And I think for a lot of people, um, they just, they feel like it has to be this breakup. And, I, and, and I've t- he said, look, Every time I talk to people that, you know, how are you? Oh, and then he's like, I don't ask them how they are anymore. I just walk by them. <laughs> you know, I, it, I, I, we have a choice on, on how we connect with others and, and whether we think they add energy or, or they take energy from us. Yep. So we're not engaging in that kind of stuff. We're improving our capacity in these four areas. I mean, the way you just laid it out, it sounds simple. What's stopping people from improving? Uh, you know, why, why I wrote, I love frameworks. Why I wrote this, I think, is people want to get better. Um, I, I don't think they actually know how. I'm not saying it's easy. Uh, it's hard work. But it really is that you need to do little bits of these every day, and, and then you will see it. Also, no one ever taught people this stuff. Does, not in school. doesn't come with a manual. You know, no one ever said to anyone, hey, if you can really figure out your core values, you will make so much better decisions in life. Because my, my belief about core values is we know them, we feel them, you know when you hit them. So you're going along and you bump off one wall and you're like, oh, no, that didn't feel good. And then you bump off another wall. But if you know where the lines are, right, you're going to you're gonna get where you're going a lot faster without having to bump it. So everyone deep down know, knows their core values. They, they would feel them. They don't know how to articulate them, right? They don't know how to have, you know, the four things in front of them that say, these are my like core things in my life that I care about. These are the reason why I want to spend time with someone. I don't want to spend time with someone. But if you have those and you have them on your desk and you ask me to do something and I'm like, do I want to do this? And I look, I'm like, ah, you know, that actually meets a bunch of my core values. Yeah, I want to do that or no. The reason why I kept going with Friday Forward, even when I had no idea if it was going to make money or how it related to my business or anything, was that it pretty much checked like all of my core values. So it was a great example of like a decision where it was something that I like to do. It supported things that were important to me. And so I did it. And it's not surprising that good stuff would come out of something that's that aligned to to kind of what who, who I am. Yeah. Which of these areas are you most focused on improving? I'm, uh, I think it is, uh, intellectual because I think that's kind of the one that it always has the most room for improvement. You know, what spiritual, if you get it, there's definitely some refinement, you know, particularly I think over, you know, in 10 years, what I want out of life may be a little bit different than now. But, but I, for me, the intellectual is how do I get better? How do I get better with the 80, 20 of my time? How do I get better with focus? How do I learn, you know, new skills? How do I do things easier? Um, and, and upgrade my knowledge continuously. So I think that is the one that is, um, you know, most fluid. Again, health, health, if you can get there and just maintain it and keep it, keep it. You know, for, for most of it, like, I'm not going to turn to an Olympic athlete. That's probably, and that's not the goal, right? The goal is to stay kind of healthy and balanced. But that's always a challenge, too. Look, I get pulled into too much work, too many late nights, you know, not, and, and, and we all have a hard time like pulling ourselves um, out of that. But I think, um, I think those are the two I'm, I'm consciously, you know, working on. But I try to do, I try to pick something every year. To me, a lot of them cross over. So part of emotional is just getting out of your comfort zone. Um, and that's physical too. So I, I try to pick some new challenge every year that I have not 
uh, done before physically um, to force myself to train for it and then just to do something that I didn't think I could do. Excellent. So I'm very curious to hear about this. You've written so much out of all the Friday forwards, newsletters, ink posts, uh, entrepreneur posts, Forbes posts, what one post would you leave? Everything else has to be deleted. What's the one thing you would leave for every, everyone to see? That's a, that's a really good question. And, uh, I, 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 I will answer the question, but I will first dodge the question and then I'll answer the question. <laughs> I do that too. <laughs> <laughs> so the with most interesting thing to me, and I've now written, I think I'm coming up on number 200 of these Friday forwards, is I get 25 to 50 emails a week that said, this is the best one you've written. Thank you so much. Like I needed it this week. And it has nothing to do with the message, right? Because it, it's not that it is the right message at the right time for the right person. So there's really been a lot of those um, connections. There was one I wrote called Bad Week about this woman who literally had the worst week ever and should have quit everything and then went on to um, do the research for the BRCA breast cancer gene and um, become a huge uh, successful researcher and has probably saved hundreds of thousands of life. And it was like her, you know, everything went wrong that she lost her job, her husband, you know, and, and everything like that. So I remember that one particularly. I got some long messages from uh, from people about that. But it, it, if I had to pick one, it probably wouldn't be the most popular one. It, it, uh, it'd be probably one of these ones around, you know, really like values. And because and, we talk about it a lot, but I think... If people, as I mentioned, if people can really articulate this, that you don't need a lot of rules in life in, in a company or parents or otherwise, if you're clear on the values and you talk about the values and you get your family or your organization or your community to agree to live by um, those values. So I've written a couple um, around that. And I think I think it's a concept that like the people that know it like know it and got it and they'll tell you it's life changing, but I still don't think a lot of other people understand it or just pay lip service to it. And I don't know if you've gone through the process or you can kind of clearly articulate your core values, but it's the most fundamental game changing thing I think that people can do. Well, actually, you know what I've had in my wallet for how many years? It's been five, five or six years. Uh, it's been six years. I've had this in my wallet. So from Tony Robbins book, I did the exercise and I put it in one of my old base. I put yeah. baseball cards in this like plastic thing and I put it in yeah, a yeah. sheet of paper. It says moving toward values. Guess what? Number one is you got it. What do you think? This is your value. Yeah. My number one out of 12 values. 12 values. Well, that's too many. Mm, but that's we'll too talk many. About that it's later. too many. Yeah. You should, you, you don't need a card. Um, Something about learning or growing or improving. Well, it's something we've been talking about. It's health. The oh, second one yeah. is intelligence, another yeah. thing that we've been talking about. And then cheerfulness and happiness. I, I seldom I seldom look at this. So I don't know what I was thinking six years ago when I did this. Uh, but the top two are for sure accurate, the health and intelligence part. And they are things I, you know, or intellectual. There are things I look to improve and master. Uh, right? Just like you do and teach in your new book, Elevate. So robertglazer.com, people can find you at. Uh, Friday Forward is on, it's in, I think it's in the top left corner of robertglazer.com that people can get that, right? Yep. And then Elevate, 
Your new book is on Amazon right now and Elevate with Robert Glazer, your podcast. I recommend people start with our friend Bob Berg. Check out that episode. So, uh, Bob, is there anything else that you'd like to say about your book? Uh, no, yeah. book is out, and um, there's uh, resources on the site. It's at robertglazer.com slash um, elevate, and you'll be able to find um, a lot in the book. And then if, if, if you know, you get started on the things that are in the book and you want to take them um, further, uh, you can check out the resource section that's in the book or uh, find it on the website. And I'll be adding other podcasts and ideas and all the Friday forwards are actually um, now organized by uh, each of the capacities. So if you want to hear stories or get inspirations around um, any of those, you can find them on the site. Excellent. Bob, you are the man. Thank you very much. Thanks, Jordan. There you have it, my friends. This has been another episode of Growth Mindset University, the podcast. Now, if you enjoyed this one today, all I ask is that you share it out to your friends, family, etc., on your Instagram story and tag me and our guest today. And don't forget to message our guest as well so that you build your network as you listen and learn with this podcast. And if you really believe that hearing the message of growth is important to the world and you want to help others find our show and you're not satisfied with just taking a screenshot and sharing this on your Instagram story, well, I've got good news for you. You can go the extra mile in helping spread this message of growth. You can leave us an honest rating and review in Apple Podcasts. We have over 200 ratings right now and it has made a gigantic difference for this show, not only helping people find the show, but getting awesome guests. Thank you all so very much. And until next time, my friends, make every day count, live to learn and grow to give.